Good afternoon and welcome to America's Heroes Group Roundtable with partner National Nurses United. It's Saturday, March 19th, 2022. March is National Women History and Disability Awareness Month. I am co-founder, Vietnam veteran, and host, Cliff Kelly. Yes, the Honorable Cliff Kelly. Thank you, sir. And I am the co-host, <laughs> Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. Our digital media producer is the iconic Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And today we have a special guest, Adelina Marshall, who is a VA mental health RN extraordinaire. She does things for our veterans every day. And Adelina has the 911 on this issue we're going to talk about now. Our discussion is going to be about women providing healing and promoting hope. Hi, how are you doing, Alina? I'm fine, and um, hello to everyone out there, and thank you to this program for allowing us to have this voice to reach our veterans. Oh, great, great. Yeah, yeah so tell us, what, what is this about women providing healing and promoting uh, hope? Uh, what, what's your well, view on that? Mm-hmm. As we all know that even in the beginning of World War One, women served on the front lines there as nurses, ambulance drivers, and we relief workers. Mm-hmm. We had uh, females who were physicians. And now um, we have many more of our veterans who are females. And we want to thank them. And from World War II, flight nurse, relief workers of our nation's earliest conflict, to active duty women serving our nation in uniform, to the VA staff at VA medical centers across the nation, and all women who serve, we honor your service as you gracefully and compassionately, that's the key word, compassion, uh, brave the front lines. And we here at the at Jesse Brown VA have many female veterans working there as doctors, NPs, psychologists, Hmm. uh, nurses, of course, in all fields. And we try to deliver a very compassionate care to our veterans. And it's the women that are in the front forefront of delivering this care. And this this latest episode of uh, health care concerns that we're trying to maneuver and get back to normal is women who were out there delivering that care to our veterans, irregardless of the consequences to their own uh, safe uh, health um, process. So we just want to thank, thank them. What I also want to bring to everyone's attention is that um, the VA now has um, – a veteran eating disorder program, and we want to make sure all of our female vets understand that. And that was a grant was initiated through the Jesse Brown VA Health Program and applies to both males and females. Jesse Brown is also extending their women health care. They're um, going to have a whole floor dedicated to all aspects of women health. And this is where we want our veterans to come because we understand we, we're compassionate towards them and we want them to come there and to feel safe getting their health care there at Jesse Brown. Yeah, you know, that's fantastic, uh, Adeline. You, and, and, you know, I was thinking about, you know, the Army um, formed the Women's Army Auxiliary Corps, also known as WACS, you know, uh, back mm-hmm. in World War II mm-hmm. uh, and was l- later renamed the, uh, and restructured 
uh, to form the active duty uh, women's uh, army corps. So they call them WACs. And then also a mm-hmm. branch also formed the Army's Women Air Force Service pilots called WASP. And we, we have to think about the Navy, too. Uh, the women accepted for volunteer emergency services. They were called WAVES. Mm-hmm. And we had the Marine Corps uh, with enlisted women in the Marine Corps Women's Reserve and also the Coast Guard. So a lot of people don't really uh, realize how important the Coast Guard is to our national security. So the Coast Guard formed the Women's Reserve or SPARS. Uh, uh, so this is the, uh, semper, you know, Semper Paratus is uh, always ready is their uh, motto for the yeah. Coast Guard. So uh, so it's really in- incredible. Um, and uh, I ran across one thing. It was in England in 1945, and there was a uh, wax major, uh, Charity E. Adams and Captain uh, Abby and Campbell, and they inspected the first uh, contingent of black members of the Women's Army Corps assigned to overseas service. So that was the first one, and it's incredible. We need to really think about this history and why, you know, uh, our elections are so important because in 1967, uh, you know, uh, President Lyndon uh, Johnson, you know, opened the promotion uh, of, of women to general and flag ranks. So elections matter, right? And and what we do. Elections matter. Yes. Yeah. Sure do. So, so you know, what, what, what do you think is the, you know, what's the message here uh, for our, um, you know, our congressional members and for those people who are empowered about what the importance of women are and their role in the military, what, what kinds of support do they need uh, to carry on this mission of providing healing and, and promoting hope? So we know that um, in uh, World War II there was over 59,000 nurses serving on the front line in the mm-hmm. Army Nurse Corps. Mm-hmm. And also uh, many of the women that you mentioned and other women joining various um, departments in the military, they faced a lot of discrimination and criticism when they prioritized serving their country over taking care of their families. And our representatives need to understand that, that the women have to be viewed as equal to any man um, on the front lines or in any of the military um, departments. And also their leadership ability is very important. Uh, women have a strong voice in what happens not only in the United States, but in the world. Mm-hmm. And our representative leaders, that's just another way to, um, they're outdated in their thinking, mm-hmm. and they need to do uh, funding and do surveys and have panel discussions on how they can improve uh, upon women's life in the military. Mm-hmm. And also in women in general. Okay, and and how how does this play into the role of healing that you see, you know, in the VA system? Because you're <clears throat> intimately involved in that, and I know you do more hours than they pay you for, <laughs> and put in more time. Uh, many of the nurses do, and we've talked about this particular issue before about we need to have um, more nurses, um, you know, uh, available for veteran care. Uh, and that n- more funding needs to be attributed to that. Uh, so what do you think that the lack of having that additional nursing staff does to uh, the women who are actually providing this healing and promoting of hope? Uh, what does that do to them? Well, what it does, it it decreases the amount of time mm-hmm. that we have to spend with each veteran. Mm-hmm. 
So even just recently, we had a female vet leave because she didn't feel comfortable in the environment that she was in. And we tried, the, uh, the female nurses, we tried to encourage her that if she needs us to, you know, to come back. The VA is, I think, do have the message. It's just that they need the funding. And right now, as we know, um, nurses are in very, very short supply. If you listen to the uh, Veterans Affair uh, on Thursday, Congress was having um, uh, talks about this, and it was very, very interesting. They are now ready to start looking at um, providing more programming through the community colleges so that we can produce more nurses and get them on the forefront. Those nurses who come through community college, many of them have worked as um, nursing homes and as LPNs, and they're the first-line personnel who are delivering this kind of care uh, to patients and to our veterans. I I do believe they make very, very good nurses because they have that compassion, Mm -hmm. and this is what we need. Sometimes we just have to be quiet and and listen and to understand the pain and stuff that many of our veterans experience. And just this current, um, I don't know what we're going to call it, over in Ukraine is really causing a lot of pain for our um, veterans to have to uh, hear this on the news and, mm-hmm. you know, see what's mm-hmm. going on. It brings about bad, bad memories. So we don't have the staff, we don't have enough mental health staff to support their needs right now. And we don't know how long this conflict is going to go, and each day is causing a lot of pain to our veterans here uh, in the United States and who have served this country mm-hmm. um, with, you know, passion and commitment. Mm-hmm. And now our representatives must also see that the needs of the veterans is constantly increasing, and we need staff that could manage that. Because many of our veterans that come in, they come in with multiple problems. They don't just come in with, uh, you know, a broken arm or a broken leg or a headache. Once we start looking at that, they have many other problems. And so just yesterday I met with a group of nurses. The VA has started what they call a PAVE program. And we're trying to identify veterans who have vascular issues with their leg because many of them are um, losing their legs due to poor circulation. Mm -hmm. So we met yesterday. There was probably at least 12 of us trying to decide how we can deliver this care to our veterans. And we want to start in uh, dialysis because many of our veterans there uh, come from dialysis. Of course, they have diabetes, but uh, many of them have vascular problems that don't have diabetes. So we're trying to think out of the box how to reach this sector of our veterans who may not follow up. So if they don't go to the doctor, mm-hmm. well, we're going we're gonna to lose them. Uh, because they're not going out to get the care they need. So we need to identify their needs when we have them there with us. We need to talk to them. We need to have time, you know, to say, well, hello, Mr. Jones, how are you doing today? You know, is there any concerns that you may have? And, you know, they may not tell us right away. 
So we got to have that uh, cultural competency to realize how do we reach them? How do we get to talk to them about their health care? How do we work with them to extend their lives and the quality of their life that they have? And that's another reason why we need uh, more staff actually in every department, but especially for those of us that are on the front line working with our veterans. I've been fortunate enough to go to a couple of the hospitals and, and, and talk to, to veterans, which is a great thing to do. But uh, I don't... I, I don't see as many as I used to. Is there, is there a difference there? Well, you know what I'm saying. I used them, to just go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them now will seek care in a private sector, but the private sector will only treat you for what you come in there for. Mm-hmm. We treat the whole body and, right. and spirit mm-hmm. of veterans. And actually, Jesse Brown's uh, mm-hmm. veteran population has increased over the years, and we, you know, the VA is um, talking about reorganizing and opening up other areas and closing some down, mm-hmm. but Jesse Brown, due to the sh- sheer volume of veterans that we get coming in, they're extending programs to assist them, and um, I guess with the last two what? years or so, COVID, some people are getting um, telehealth, mm-hmm. and so we've ex- expanded um, that group of nurses to be able to reach out to our veterans over the phone or via Zoom. So that can also be a reason why you don't see as many because they're receiving uh, health care in their home environment. Yeah, that's really interesting, you know, when you were talking about the PAVE program, Adelina, because it, it mm-hmm. automatically made me think about us being in a pandemic right now with COVID-19, and we know that that organism, that virus, actually attacks blood vessels. And uh, so we've been seeing uh, indications of, you know, long hauler syndromes and, you know, potential heart, kidney and uh, brain involvement and lung involvement, liver. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the thing is, is that it's going to cause a greater need in the future uh, from what we're seeing right now and that you're going to need more care. As a matter of fact, back in I think it was in May of t- uh, 2020, um, they actually started uh, noting from CMS, from the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, that if you were on dialysis, you were 11 times more likely to be hospitalized. Um, so those people you were talking about, the veterans who are on dialysis, are at greater risk. So you need more monitoring in that situation, and you probably will need more on. care. Yeah. Well, one thing that came out in the meeting yesterday was staffing and dialysis as 1 to 10 um, patients, and we're trying to address that to get uh, more nurses so they can have more uh, time with with their patients who do come in with a lot of comorbidities. Mm -hmm. So we would like to see that reduced to maybe one to seven or even one to six. Okay. Or depending on um, how sick the patient is, we might have to have a one-to-one. So, you know, we, we are talking, actually, the uh, undersecretary of the VA was at Jesse Brown uh, last Thursday, and we brought this to his attention that staffing should not be based on a methodology that's based on budget, but on the needs of the veterans that are coming there and their acuity. 
And so he did take notes, very uh, attentive to what we had to say, and even extended the meeting by about seven minutes so that he can hear everything that we were telling him. I don't uh, disbelieve that at all. I've been to Jesse Brown and made some uh, comments and statements to people. That the, the folks were just great. They were attentive, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it really went well every time I've been there. Yeah, you know, Adelina, yeah. you started this whole thing, the discussion, Cliff, <laughs> but mm-hmm. she started the whole discussion about women providing healing and promoting hope. And, you know, just by listening to you, it sounds like uh, those qualities are coming out of you so strongly. <laughs> you know, you're, you're the uh, role model <laughs> for, you know, uh, you know, what really can come out of this because you're concerning your voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, for these so we have uh, many, many, many nurses yes. in the VA mm-hmm. that yes. advocate for patient care. You should understand they went yes. to war. We're going to war for them. We're uh, because of the union, yes. which, uh, you know, many other private sector doesn't have it. And the staff are fearful of saying anything. But we had a very robust discussion uh, yesterday about that foot care and making sure that the veterans that are coming to us are going to be um, addressed earlier in their care needs versus waiting too long, and then they start getting gangrene and things like that. I mean, one nurse told me she was um, she was walking past a patient, and she had, you know, she just smelled something, and she could not leave to go home. She stayed there and had him take his shoe off and found out that two of his toes were gangrene. Okay. And then she got him care right then and there. So mm-hmm. that's the commitment that yes. our That could have been very serious for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, but this shows you that the nurse noticed something, mm-hmm. didn't see it, could have went home, was on her way home, but decided to stay and ask that patient to let her see his foot and then took the proper action after she saw that he had two green green toes. Mm, mm. So we and we not uh, another thing at the VA and with the union, we don't limit our nurses to the time that they spend with a patient. There are organizations that will yeah. time you, so they have these hand washing things uh, in front of the the door the sanitizer Mm -hmm. and it times you when you come in it times you when you go to the sink there to wash your hand times you when you go out we stood against that because we don't want our nurses time as to the amount of care uh, and the time that they take to deliver that care to our veterans yeah well you know we're running out of time and but i i want to really commend you for the work you do every day and, uh, you know, I, I served with uh, many uh, women in uh, combat over in Iraq, you know, who were taking care of our uh, wounded uh, soldiers and who actually were on the combat line. And I just want to do a mm-hmm. shout-out to all of them. They were phenomenal uh, during all of my tours overseas. And, I, you know, I, I just want people to, you know, educate themselves, you know, go and look up these uh, remarkable women in history and they should be part mm-hmm. of our national heritage and our uh, acknowledgement of their uh, great uh, duty to us. So I just want to thank yeah. our partner, National Nurses United, Adelina Marshall. You work, um, you, you work uh, as uh, a um, as a, a wonderful, wonderful example of what someone should be. 
uh, and mm -hmm. you are uh, just really uh, paving the future. Uh, and I'm hoping that they uh, do listen and uh, giving you the nursing support that you need uh, because you are really wanna, working on behalf of our veterans. Mm -hmm. I want to let our female veterans know that there is a call center and a free mm -hmm. service available to them, okay. and I do have that number okay, for them. Sure. If I want to get a pen and pencil, sure. but it's 855-829-6636 uh, or you can text 855-VA-WOMEN. But we have a nice center there. We, we want them to come in and let us collaborate with you on your health and to get you on the road to good health and longevity. And where is that located for them? Uh, Jesse Brown. Okay, right. Mm -hmm. That's for the Women's uh, Veteran Care Coordinator Program. It's a center for women veterans. Okay, fantastic. And we'll be able to do their uh, mammograms. Very soon, we're also promoting for women with PTSD. Um, if they are trying to um, start their families, we'll have support for that, too. Fantastic. Adelina Marshall, you walk on water. You're one of our angels. <laughs> so uh, we, we are, uh, that number is 855-829-6636 and, uh, or 855-VA-WOMEN. So we are so pleased and honored to have you, and we're going to be holding. I want you, everyone to hold on, hold on. We're going to have one more segment, and you don't want to miss it. Uh, Congresswoman Lee will be on and be talking about women's history. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit AmericasHG.org.